guys i know this is an extremely taxing time for a lot of us who are in india we just wanted to begin this episode and say hope all your loved ones your friends your families your teams your i don't know and just you yourself are safe and well and our thoughts and prayers go out to everyone out there yeah man it, it it's been a rough time and i guess one good thing is we've got the music still so yeah let's do what we do best Welcome to Horns Up. I'm Anamesh and I'm Peter. And on today's episode we are firing up our rant e nasha. Haha, bhayanak bond joke. I I wonder if these those guys hear it and what they have to say about it. <laughs> we can bombard them and send them this episode because I'm pretty sure they'll want to listen to it. Because on this episode we are celebrating, or rather, remembering an album released 20 years ago in the hot summer of May 2001. And yes, if you read the show descriptor, you'd know that album is Lateralis. Lateralis. I don't know how do you pronounce it, Peter. Latel, ah, Lateralis. Ah, now now you got me tongue-tied. But <laughs> yeah, Lateralis. That's how I would say it. Okay. Bye. The one and only band Tool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I know everyone's gonna laugh and be like, "What these guys are talking about tool again?" But damn right we are. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, are you ready to do this? I mean, I... <laughs> Let, let's just get into it. Don't repeat the question, Anvish. Okay, we, cool. we have to do this. <laughs> Alrighty, cool. Uh, so let's talk later, Alice. By spewing a couple of facts about the album first, it's only the third studio album by the American band. and it follows their debut undertow that was released in 1993 and the second album in nima that was released in 1996 that makes lateralis the first tool album in nearly 5 years that's an important point to remember the band stays the same you've got maynard james keenan on vocals adam jones on guitar justin chancellor on bass and of course everyone's favorite danny carey on drums Now we're not getting into the details about when the album was recorded and produced or I'm sure everyone has read about the legal dispute the band had with its label at that time or about Systema Encephal the alleged name of the album that was leaked on P2P sites and was a red herring those are facts you can read anywhere off the internet yes so why bother spending time on those facts this is going to be a different fun episode because yes it's going to be a lot of opinion let's start by addressing the elephant in the room listeners of horns up would know that we've already spent a lot of time since we started yapping about metal on this podcast in december 2018 uh and we spent that time talking about tool we've dissected and discussed fear inoculum we've shared stories about tools concerts it's a band that keeps popping up like it's 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 popped up as references so many times and most importantly on an episode of metal or not we've said and declared that tool is not a metal band so then peter why are we still talking lateralis i was thinking about this last night and let's put into context when this album was released right 2001 2001 was a very different year in metal just think of all the releases that came out that year and of course tool will like at least in mainstream metal let's put it that way not like the underground and all of that and definitely tool will stand out like a sore thumb i mean you had new metal just coming to the fore in there look at all the top selling albums that here and we've talked about this uh, quite a bit but when you take that aside also you've got it's been 5 years since tool has released an album this is like i feel the album that kind of put um i feel this album is the one that you know 
pushed tool from people like tool to people love tool and it was you you went from a casual fan all the way to like you know an obsessive fan looking up like each and every detail in there mm. and of course remember this is the time where the internet was still like you know at least in india for us in the infancy in that stages right i i think i was using still dial up internet but uh, yeah what one thing i was listening back to our last episode where we talked about at least on about fear in oklahoma and i completely agree with what we said then is that every tool album is like a progression and when you listen to anima and then come into uh, latelaris you see that and then of course you had to wait some time again for 10000 days but there's that progression <laughs> in there yeah. what about you animesh yeah 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 no um i get what you're saying and the only opinion i have on this or to try and justify why we are discussing lateralis is remember at the very beginning i said that uh, the years of release or the fact that this is tool's third album is an important point to remember and if you've heard underto and anima a case can definitely be made that those are metal albums or alternative metal albums if you consider rage against the machine to be metal then tool should be metal right um especially when you listen to undertow and anima so considering this was the album that follows anima everybody was expecting it to be a metal album and um whatever way it turned out there's a lot of opinion and uh, that can categorize this album literalis as a metal album so yeah and plus of course for whatever it's worth it's our podcast so if you want to <laughs> fucking discuss tool literalis we will discuss tool literalis and i'm pretty sure a lot of the listeners or just whoever it is that actually listens to this would want to weigh in on this kind of a discussion too it's yeah. that popular an album it's an album that metalheads love or like to listen to or have definitely heard at some point in time because of the hype or because of whatever else and yes it deserves a place on horns up only on that aspect yeah i mean like j- just not to dwell too much on this but i remember reading something online which says there are only two ty- types of tool fans <laughs> <laughs> either you're a casual fan or you're an obsessive fan <laughs> i've never met a casual fan yeah <laughs> anyways we'll be discussing that aspect certainly so next big question peter was lateralis your first tool album or simply what was your exposure to tool before you span lateralis so like i said on the fear noclim episode that we did uh, i actually heard uh, 10000 days first and uh, i heard it as a pirate so not going to dwell into that but i did you know make up for it by buying the cd uh, but yeah so like i got into it i think that was the time where it was again like oh my god tool tool and it was all around i think even like on the rsj forums and gigpad and all of that back then everyone was like you know had these raging hard ons for tool <laughs> uh, back then there's no other way to put it right yeah definitely and uh, yeah so like then i remember and this is this is very funny also because soon after the album released i remember there was a store in abu dhabi i used to frequent a music store and they had like always a, like a bargain section where you could buy albums on sale Mm-hmm. and so i found lateralis mm-hmm. and i was like whoa this is cool artwork <laughs> i'm like i have to buy it and it was really cheap like it was like a no brainer for me and then i saw i think undertow mm-hmm. and i was like oh my god two tool cds in this section like i'm not even thinking like so you are blessed like, yeah i was like this is a major score day like i'm like really happy but uh, yeah so that that's when i think i spent a lot of time listening both to lateralis and undertow and then later of course i picked up uh, enema also so this was my cd spinning days but uh, that's enough about me what about you animesh 
yeah i pretty much like got into tool around the same time that you would have um the early 2000s um i think it was uh just after letralis had released but of course um i didn't hear of it in 2001 i probably heard of it a couple of years later um the hype around letralis and that entire fucking fibonacci connection etc right Oh, we're talking actually, about it already. No, yeah. no, no, no. Because no, yeah, we were talking about it already. Because that was my connection into tool. I'm a huge like uh, sacred geometry guy, right? So I like I the the movie Pi. Uh, reading about it online, I spent an inordinate amount of time just just reading about stuff online, right? Especially sacred geometry, and then I read this. Of course, somebody. linked me to that infamous uh page which had that uh lovely theory about this album that supposedly constructed scientifically and follows the <laughs> principles of sacred geometry to construct music and i was like oh my god is this really uh god's you know answer to mankind oh <laughs> so 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 we you know uh, let me finish the story so that's of course that is what led me to play literalis and then play schism and i was like oh my god what is this music and so naturally like every other kid with an internet connection uh i downloaded uh undertow i downloaded anima and i downloaded literalis weirdly though as an album i ended up hearing anima first and um I didn't know whether I really enjoyed it at first listen because it was weird I hadn't heard um I enjoyed some of the songs I had but I didn't enjoy the way the album was laid out there were weird samples that didn't make sense etc etc so I said okay cool maybe now like I think I did that to maybe lower my expectations with Letralis and then okay. I heard Letralis and maybe it was the hype or maybe what but i i was like dude this is fucking amazing and then of course you know you got the tracks and you took them through audacity you did as as was told in the bible <laughs> <laughs> you rearranged it you rearranged the tracks and then you gave yourself the golden or the golden spiral experience or whatever it's called the divine experience of the album and oh man yeah we'll get into those aspects when we are discussing the music but definitely. you know what the thing is the band like i was reading were really mysterious at that time right so that yeah. added to it also so like they're not talking about it so of course everyone's going to lose their marbles like going like oh my yeah. god what are the they doing the fact that there are no lyrics printed the <laughs> fact that there are no official confirmed lyrics the fact that in their interviews they allude to it but they never confirm neither deny it wow except to joe rogan's <laughs> podcast <laughs> i haven't heard it yet but uh yeah it i mean it i'll i'll come into that aspect again a bit later as to when when i realized that all of this was probably just a gimmick and i don't know if i was just played at i whatever man like that that is one aspect that that we'll definitely talk about later after we discuss the music because first and foremost let's try and just uh dive into the music and kind of opine about literalis as objectively as we can but we are not going to be doing this a normal way where we you know pick out parts and talk about them and try and analyze why songwriting works and stuff we're just going to opine a lot and we'll consider those as subjective thoughts so later alice coming back to it it's a long fucking listen it clocks yeah. in at 78 minutes 51 seconds if you're listening to it on cd if you're listening to it on streaming which you could only officially do uh, a couple of starting a couple of years back it clocks yeah. in at only around 71 minutes so there's se- around 7 minutes of dead space that the cd occupies which makes it more fun actually um that amount of time is split between 13 tracks out of which 
ten should be considered as proper songs, and the remaining three are interludes, samples, whatever, right? Yeah. So let's quickly ruminate over the songs, beginning with, and we'll be of course just following the track order. We're beginning with the, the grudge. official one. Yeah, the <laughs> official one, the one that's on the CD and on streaming, etc. Right? Yeah. Uh, the album begins with a song called "The Grudge," which opens very weirdly with this. Sound of I don't know a sample of a cassette being popped into a deck, or a machine starting to whir. I, I I don't know, but that that was always interesting for me, especially when you listen to it on headphones, right? Yeah. And then the song starts, and yeah, it's okay. It's weird, of course. Like if you've not heard this kind of music before, but uh, like for me, the only part where it really picks up steam is when the chorus hits, and then. eventually when it really begins to get heavy and then you have that fantastic um highlight of the song which is that extended growl or scream by Maynard which lasts like what for around 40 seconds or so yeah i was just like how how did he do that how did he do that right <laughs> yeah how did he do that 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 goes to show his talent Yeah. and i don't know how many of you out there have tried to sing along to that particular part i know this is a terrible joke but that's a lovely way to uh kind of measure your lung output <laughs> it's oh god i'm going to hell <laughs> but but you know what i'm i'm going to throw this to you uh, since you're a bass player right uh huh You can't deny it, like oh, the fucking bass. Hell, yeah. What, what were your thoughts, honestly, when you first time heard it? What, like when you heard it, were you already learning bass? Yeah, I was, but I wasn't like I, I wasn't deep rooted into it and stuff. Um, but I do remember. So I'll come into this again with another aspect, right? From Later Alice, the first couple of songs that I heard were Schism, yeah, and then Later Alice, and then Parabola, Parabola. Yeah. and after that is when i decided to okay let's listen to the entire album right so the finesse of bass on schism and lateralis etc right it had already set me up to expect really good bass lines and really good bass tone and just how to use bass as uh not just uh i'm going to be the rhythm and just hold everything together and just color along the dotted lines and let the guitarist take over because that what generally happens in metal yeah yeah right but instead here was a bass player who was not only doing that role but at the same time making sure that his skill was being showcased at some level right uh, and that's something that i really like about this entire album and about the band that everything is mixed so well together that everything just balances uh, each other that's something that uh, didn't happen in fear inoculum in the first yeah. couple of listens right because danny carries performance just blew everyone else's performance away uh, but on lateralis everything just complements each other and if you're a bass player obviously the bass lines will stand out because they are fucking amazing and right off the bat even from the grudge you can definitely say that peter your thoughts on the grudge yeah man i mean like so to me uh, that bass intro i was like whoa because like you said right in metal you don't really have a lot of bass getting prominence or bass in general getting prominence in and and then you have the drums in there so that kind of kicks in uh of course the highlight for me also was that uh, scream by or growl whatever you want to call it by maynard i'm not going to lie of course there's a few times i've always tried to like emulate it while singing <laughs> along on headphones failed miserably <laughs> but uh, yeah it's it's a strong i mean like it it's weird right when you hear the song for the first time but on repeated listens like you're, you just get used to it and i yeah. think that's what happens uh it's Uh, what I'd also like to say is, um, after having heard "Undertow" and "Anima," like if you're a traditional, uh, not traditional, but if you're stuck up in the way that you have to listen to a band's output in the proper order, right? 
and if you're exposing yourself to music that way um the grudge definitely signals that this is a different tool it's not the tool that you had heard on enema or on undertow right there is something arty that's that's going on with this song and it kind of sets you up for the next phase of tools career as such without and it kind of sets up what you're in store for for the entire album yeah so having said that let's jump into the next track which is eon blue apocalypse yeah that's an interlude right yeah yeah so i think i think we should take the interlude and the song together okay so you've got eon blue apocalypse followed by the patient and i kind what of like what animal is on eon blue apocalypse did you ever figure it out i don't know dude i don't it's it's like it's very weird the first, like when i was listening to it now again like getting prepped for this i was like okay and you know the thing about the mystery of the band is nothing online so you're just trying to figure out like what is the instrument even like on the patient like in the first minute what is that instrument in the opening yeah but, what do but, you think about eon blue apocalypse and the patient as songs especially when they come in following the grudge I mean, I really enjoy. Like at this point on the patient, you get to see like the guitar work, and just like how it kind of builds up slowly, slowly, and and just goes on rhythmic, and that, it kind of leaves you. So like for me, Tool has always been that band that you have to listen to like all the songs of the entire album at once. You can't listen to like one song and that's it, right? So mm-hmm. it kind of works. i guess for me because i've not done the whole resequencing <laughs> of the album and all <laughs> but uh, yeah i mean it, it in a way the, like what i feel sometimes it kind of leaves you into that meditative or like kind of build you up into that uh, state what about yeah. you yeah so so the internet says that eon blue apocalypse is supposed to be uh, a song that's written in the memory of or as a tribute uh by guitarist adam jones for his great dean um okay cool oh, whatever <laughs> right uh, that's all i'll say about that um it acts as a very good segue of sorts like kind of cleanses your palate and preps you up for the patient um it does a great job of that and then the patient it's 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 a great song but it's not one of the highlights of the album for me. I just heard the album around an hour back and I can't remember the patient right now as to what the tune is or what the melody is or what the harmony is or anything of that sort. And I don't know if that's just my state of mind at the moment and I have terrible short term memory or if it's because there's nothing remarkable on the track that truly stands out. Um Tool, tool hey, fanboys are coming fanboys at us. Are <laughs> <fucking kill> me. <laughs> so yeah, that's what I think about the patient. Let's move on quickly <laughs> to right. the next songs, which are uh, Mantra, which is again an interlude, which sets up probably Tool's most famous song at this point. I'm not. I, I, I don't know. Looked this up. This is. If you go on Spotify, it's their most listened to song. I'm not Spotify. surprised. Yeah, right? this is the song that that I think is the first. Like, if you type "tool" on YouTube, I think this is the first result. So naturally, a lot of people would be discovering "tool" this way. And the song, of course, that we're talking about is "schism." Mantra does a beautiful job of setting schism up. Yeah. Okay. Again, the one thing, like. though the interludes on enema on first listen kind of spooked me out and had me wondering what the fuck on this album all the interludes kind of work right True. they do their jobs perfectly so mantra sets up schism perfectly and i don't know if i can really add on to any of the opinions you might read online about how good of a song schism is because it's got um it's got this x factor quality in it or 
the it factor in it which makes you want to which will get a the song stuck in your head without a hook there isn't a hook as such on schism right so yeah. there isn't like a like i don't know fuck i don't know why i'm comparing this to or why 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 skater boy from avril lavigne just <laughs> popped in my head when i said hook right uh, so it doesn't have hooks like that in the conventional sense but just the opening baseline um the way the drums come in of course the weird as time signatures that are happening throughout you can't you don't know if you're supposed to bop your head to it at a, at one particular tempo uh, you can bop your head to it in different ways etc um that weird as music video which is i don't know what adam jones was thinking about when he did that but yeah um the lyrics you can pour over them you can get into them it's like poetry it holds a meaning for everybody um it's like great art it's it makes you think it makes you ponder it's a fucking great song and i'm not surprised that it is the most listened to song by two on spotify yeah i mean like you know the lyrics say right the pieces fit <laughs> yeah it's the end and that's the thing like the, the whole song kind of builds up very like weird and then towards the end everything kind of locks in on the intro and that for me was like wow like okay and you know coming in where it is in the album i understand why people want to rearrange it and stuff like that but like when you listen to it like you by then when you reach the album you're kind of primed up and ready for this song so you're like okay yeah. give it to me kind of thing it's the first it's the first like literal home run yeah. or the first ipl 6 if you watch ipl but it's a six that doesn't just cross the boundary line it's a six that fucking gets knocked out of the stadium right yeah, yeah, yeah. uh it's probably like it's it's hit so well that it goes into the stratosphere and is responsible for the apparently there's a chinese satellite that that got destroyed and is falling down on earth have you have you heard that yeah, yeah, yeah heard i heard that news yeah so I, it's, I, it's probably tool <laughs> hitting this six and the ball that goes and reaches up into the stratosphere and is responsible for that satellite okay no i'm just spinning yarns now but um essentially what i'm trying to say is this song is a hit and i'm yeah. not surprised that this song was the lead single from this album too right yeah true Def- definitely uh, 100% on board let's jump into the next two tracks which is parable parabola Who's why are we it? considering them as two tracks and like why are we taking them together and not as you know separate tracks i i feel like so the two two ways i can kind of uh, put it they fit in so well right and uh, i can't like i've never heard only one track one of those yeah yeah it's one of those it's one it's one of those uh, song song pairs or um just such a well cons- like it should ideally have been maybe parable part 1 par- parable part 2 parabola or something of that sort um you have to listen to one and the other you can't only listen to parabola and you can't only listen to parable either they are both two sides of the same coin as so, such right so so, so here's my uh... I guess it's been a while since I've done a Raz reference so here's my Raz reference after a while <laughs> I I I'm pretty sure you might have been at this gig if I was there but uh, there was an Indian band Bombay based band that tried to cover it or attempted to cover both these tracks uh, at Raz once and um, yeah let's just say they didn't really do a good job so I'm forgetting the name of this band <laughs> but yeah it, like it's it's kept in the deep recesses of my brain as <laughs> a memory in there but only the performance of the name of the band come on spill it man peter <laughs> no no <laughs> eggless love cake no yep. yeah yep fuck i don't know why i just remembered that but yeah i remember them as a band that would try and attempt tool yeah. at that time so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but oh. uh, Oh just, yeah you just, fucking can't cover too man like unless <laughs> unless you uh, i don't know unless like you need to have hamza on drums to cover too yeah 
<laughs> so it was Hamza on drums, by the way. I know, I know, but like you know, Hamza at that time versus where Hamza has reached. Shout out True. to Hamza for people who don't know who the fuck we're talking about. He's one of the most accomplished drummers in the Indian scene. Yeah, and a huge Tool fanboy. Yeah. So, but I mean, with with this song, you can't kind of head like not dive into the lyrics, right? Because yeah, it forces parable. you to listen to it. Yeah. Well, right. thanks to the internet now we have the lyrics to read and like when you read the part where it says like this body makes me feel eternal all this pain is an illusion i think a lot of people had this as a status on msn back in the day <laughs> that's uh, a great point right there are so many there are so many lyrics of this entire album where which uh, people would post on their blogs i know i've done it uh, yeah. on orkut on myspace and then eventually on facebook yeah. and twitter yeah. and stuff where you know you're but, just like yeah <laughs> but but for me right the highlight is those last couple of seconds where like you know parable is kind of building up mm-hmm. and this this is like why i'm glad at least so i'm going to go in this into uh, the cd i bought normally typically like for those who used to buy cds every cd had like a 2 second gap between yeah, songs yeah, right yeah 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 the skip so it take and yeah so this one does doesn't didn't it just yeah. kind of goes straight into so that build up that's there in the last couple of seconds straight slams straight you into slams parabola, you into parabola. Like, yeah oh. you you you've got it bang on my friend it's yeah that's that to me is one of the highlights too i remember choosing parabola and parabola as uh for me it, it like to pump myself up for stuff as like especially for my uh, exams and stuff i would i would like you know uh like i i was never one of those kids who needed to keep on revising till the last minute and usually the morning of the exam i would basically just do nothing except mentally prepare myself as such no studies but listening to parabola and parabola to try and zone out and only increase focus and then when parabola hits and you get that insane surge of energy and you go like yeah. holy shit i am one with the world the world is me i am not going to feel any pain or illusion and all of this is just an illusion i know exactly what i have to do that's yeah. what the song <laughs> that's how i've used the song a lot and yeah it's i think um parabola and parabola is the highlight of the album for me today like it's not schism it's not literalis but it is parabola and parabola there's such there's such a strong pair of songs yeah i agree man i mean like listening back to it also right and you know you talked about uh, remembering parts of the song again mm-hmm. i don't think anyone who's heard parable parable i've been like once or twice cannot like remember yeah it's 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 again yeah um which is why probably parabola was the second single yeah. <laughs> it yeah, makes right? sense and the only other video from this album um yeah. okay so let's move on let's talk about the next track which is ticks and leeches aggressive as fuck probably a good um a good track to listen to after you've heard parabola which which is aggressive but it's not like supremely aggressive ticks and leeches is a bit more aggressive once again it's a great song but it's not a song that is an highlight as such of the album because everything else kind of overshadows it it kind of falls into that place that the patient occupies right yeah and you know how do you follow up a song like parable parabola right <laughs> what what do you kind of put in there that's going to stick in people's head so yeah I, so I to any think. any tool fan that's listening uh tell us why ticks and leeches deserves more praise yeah yeah let's leave it at that cool come on now let's let's get into the one cuz i know definitely you have an opinion on this uh... so this the title track latalaris go for it animesh i want to hear what you have to say about this okay wait actually <laughs> i think that back wait i'll 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 add one thing 
and I think this kind of sums up. I don't think I'll have to add a lot more. I feel this is easily the most analyzed rock metal song in recent time. And <laughs> you know, when I was looking at the lyrics, literally Maynard says, "Overthinking, overanalyzing, <laughs> separates the, the body from the, the mind." I think, like, you know, that the, was my go-to line. Man, that was my go-to line. Yeah, but I'm saying this. If 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 I had to put those, you know. Tool fanboys, like that's that's one line that Maynard has already described. <laughs> so true. It's also the it's also the biggest life lesson, or one of the biggest life lessons from this album. Ah, <laughs> uh, what can I say about Letraless, man? Um, the first time I heard it, I enjoyed it as a song, but of course, because I'd come into it after reading that entire spiel about how. Letheralysis, and it is right. Like you can spot the Fibonacci sequence in the lyrics. You can spot the entire thing about spiraling out and uh, the time signature nine by eight, eight by eight, seven by eight. All of those facts, because they are facts. And when you come into a song heavily colored by the facts, and then you listen to the song, you are right. Yes, of course, the facts are right. uh the song has to be has to be made this way right and if you were to think of it it's like it's like this right so sacred geometry and allow me to get into this um sacred geometry is kind of a way to explain uh beauty and symmetry and stuff in the world right um what 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 happens is you can't really like you don't expect the shah jahan who built the taj mahal right you don't expect him to have been like oh you know what i am measuring things the way sacred geometry is instructing me to and which is why this minar should be this particular way or this pillar should be this particular way or the dome should be this particular way you don't expect the guys who the slaves rather who built the pyramids to have been instructed that you know the angle has to be uh, 55 point whatever degree that number is right but later on when you start overthinking and over analyzing all of this and you put in the construct of sacred geometry everything seemingly tends to make sense right so where i'm getting with with this song is um uh, it's such a great song but if you come into it after having uh be after having read the facts about about how the song is and what all it's supposed to do it kind of helps you understand what the song is trying to do and i think that is one of the ways that the song stays with you because you can't really explain subjective why you like a particular thing right uh, most of the time um and here is a way that you can talk about how great the song is so essentially what i'm trying to say is letheralis yes fucking great song but if you come into it just maybe without any context you may still enjoy it and you may not know why you enjoy it but then when you're provided all this hype around it and you read the facts and you read the text and you read the opinions then you're like holy shit this is what makes the song special i figured it out just like everyone else seems to have and it's given me good enough reason to talk about it and tell everyone that i know that hey did you know this about this song <laughs> you you described like every tool fan ever but uh, <laughs> yeah just adding to what you said i mean like i love the solo on the track and there's just so much happening in the track right like when i was going through it i was like wait where did 9 minutes go exactly yeah exactly it's an excellent yeah, it. yeah 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 completely it's a great track like no matter if you listen that's exactly what i'm trying to say it's an excellent track um regardless of how you approach it um yeah. one of the highlights of the album definitely yeah yeah before before we go on to the next track i must mention and give a shout out to this band and i think 
it's all thanks to you that I actually follow them while looking up uh, tool tracks, right? Live mm-hmm. and all of that. I came across Brass Against. They did oh, yeah. a cover of both Lateralis as well as Parabola. Parabola. So yeah, shout out to them. If you haven't checked it out, please go check it out. Yeah, Stop so Brass right Against, is, yeah, yeah. Brass Against is this lovely brass band that's that features a variety of vocalists. Um, the main vocalist or the one that pops up most frequently is Sophia Arista. And oh my God, she's a phenomenal singer. Um, but more importantly, the band and her two fucking fantastic covers, yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. So like we were talking yeah. about bands trying to cover Tool. They do a, they really, do a good really good job of it. Yeah. Uh, Later Alice uh was also was also used to be covered by koshish right i can't remember i i've I only watched so. i think so i'm i'm going to check with the guys after this <laughs> if they did yeah yeah i remember them I, I i don't know why but i remember them covering it when i saw them at their nh7 performance let's jump into the next track yep uh disposition disposition i don't know if you would consider this an interlude or not i don't i for me it's a song and i think by now every tool fan who's come into it who were the ogs back from 1993 with the <laughs> whatever the lyrics from stink fist are but who've come into tool from undertow and enema are going like what the fuck is happening with this band how are they suddenly going into this pink floydish kind of space and why is this album not giving me pure aggression that tool used to give me yeah and it's it's weird right because they i i think that's a tabla or a dhol something like that that's what no, i think no it seems to be a tabla but then again i don't know if it's a natural tabla or if it's just uh triggers that 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 dani gary uses right yeah but it's but it's quite uh... it's fantastic usage of that, yeah. of that sound and of what that instrument is supposed to represent Right? No, definitely. I mean, I agree. Like, it's it's kind of strange that uh, you know this track comes in, and I feel like I'm glad they didn't kind of overdo it or try to make it like the fusiony thing uh, in there. So yeah, yeah, it's not it's not like sitar metal, right? <laughs> uh, like, no, no offense to Rishabh Singh and what he's doing, but disposition works beautifully because it's. it's almost like a palate cleanser of sorts yeah. after uh, literalis and it flows beautifully into the next song reflection um which kind of continues a similar percussive rhythm etc but now it's back on to traditional drums uh, as much as possible like you don't hear the tabla as frequently but in disposition sorry in reflection towards the end of the song you again hear some uh non traditional rock instruments being used right yeah um, it, it, i i couldn't kind of place my finger yeah even i can, even i can't place my finger so again tool fans obviously we don't know what we're talking about so <laughs> feel free to to yell at us um and then reflection moves into triad and um you know this this leads me to another point about this album is that uh they you can break up this album into separate eps mm. right by just bunching songs together and it still flows beautifully so for me disposition reflection and triad works beautifully as you know one section so yeah. you kind of end up listening to all three of them in succession you can't really say okay i will only hear disposition or i would probably that's how reflection. they had it on vinyl so like no one maybe. side of the vinyl was maybe this. right and 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 this kind of a thought kind of flows throughout like you can take the grudge and leave it aside then you listen to eon blue apocalypse and the patient together then you listen to then what i used to do is um listen to mantrashism parabola parabola together you leave ticks and leeches aside as an individual song you leave lateralis aside as an individual song you listen to disposition reflection triad together and then you fall asleep and you get woken up by <laughs> five day oad 
and the ridiculousness that is that sample or that is that interlude or like yeah the band have done it before right i think on 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 enema it ends with a bill hicks joke or was yeah, it under two i'm not i can't remember but can't the band remember. has done it before but fave the oad just takes that ridiculousness or a way of saying man this like i don't know there's a way to analyze it and say that this is a message that the band is leaving you etc and make you want to listen yeah. to the album again and there's another perspective which just says this is just a joke and there are people who are <laughs> considering both opinions and don't know which one to adhere to or which one to follow or which one or have their own unique opinion about it but yeah. i really enjoy fbiad for some reason yeah it's it's like this so i was re- reading it's actually like this area 51 so some exactly right call that the call into like art bells uh, radio show coast to coast a- on am has like okay i mean i found it a very strange way to kind of end the album but then hey it's tool right so <laughs> they can yeah it's a strange it. way to end the album but you remember it and that's yeah, the that's yeah. the beauty of it right yeah. um and that's how the traditional album ends ha <sighs> right so overall animesh purely musically would you say that lateralis is a good album or a great album it's a fucking great album i'd love to get lateralis on uh and all is with uh, anurag and i would nominate bhanuj and hamza to be part of the episode as well uh, again shout out to bhanuj and hamza bhanuj is a excellent journalist um and hamza of course is a fantastic drummer and they you know let's 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 slot that as one of the episodes that we need to do yeah that'll be fun i mean we need to have like a good mix of fanboys and opinionated people exactly episode. right yeah <laughs> you can't yeah, have all yeah. fanboys you can't have all fanboys but having said that lateralis is a fucking great album yeah. it's it's um it flows beautifully like no matter if you listen to it in the traditional song format or if you cut it up and listen to it in the divine format or of the other like there are like what four or five ways apparently that you're supposed that you can listen to this album yeah it's it's exactly like uh, the various the uh, ways of watching marvel cinematic universe movies <laughs> oh my god right you can you can watch them in the order of release you can watch them in the order of timeline you can watch them whatever similarly with literalis you can cut up the songs and rearrange them and it's all supposed to give you enlightenment and stuff <laughs> but peter good album or a great album i think it's a great album i mean and again coming back to what i said earlier right this was released in 2001 and the fact so, that we're still talking about it yeah, and the fact and, that and we the still fact that, to it yeah i totally agree and you know let's be honest unless you were like you know i don't know anyone other than you know tool fanboys who are looking forward to this album right everyone was kind of uh wearing backward caps and oversized t-shirt and jeans you know that was the thing back then right we've all been there and done that but one thing that really stood out for me and you know going back to this album is just like i said the instrumentation i mean the yeah. drums i i kind of also heard it at a time where i heard a lot of like you know poorly recorded program drums so when mm-hmm. you hear an album like this you're just like whoa and it kind of stands out uh, for you just like that drum sound just the way that all the instruments and i hate to use this cliche term but all the instruments get like a chance to breathe right it's it's yeah, not yeah 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 so okay yeah. cool so let's let's quickly talk about and this is an important point you raised because uh this was a very weird episode for us to do right or a very weird um, album talk uh because we didn't get into uh musicality as such we got into what the songs mean to us or just opinions about the songs but this is a great album because the instrumentation is fucking top notch the lyrics are actually fucking excellent they make they do a beautiful job of of just you know giving you something to think about uh the vocals are amazing the bass is flawless the guitar work is astounding and the drumming is on another level 
and yes nothing is overpowering the other uh production wise it sounds great um the balance is spot on the the way each instrument sounds is excellent the usage of samples is excellent the interludes do their job really well it's it's a fucking great album no matter if you listen to it as a tool fan or if you are listening to it for the first time this is an album that will make you go eh like what the fuck is this yeah and also it's an album that will make you go on first listen you know there is something more to this and i have to listen to it again yeah it it, it gives you like that kind of itch right that you just have to like keep scratching that it forces you to to come up with a way to wrap it around your head and that's yeah. what some that's and like an excellent take away from this kind of an album it forces you to look at it in detail you can't just listen to it like an avril lavigne song it can't be played in the background now now i have that hook playing in my head thanks to you <laughs> <laughs> so that's lateralis on the music front now we have to talk about the visual identity and appeal of lateralis because the album artwork which is designed by alex gray is fucking must own not just by fans of the band but by art lovers in general peter why do you think that is but so i mean i own the cd so yeah i can say me this. too me too but i was fucking like like you found it in the abu dhabi shop i found i finally found later alice in a shop in singapore and i was like fucking holy shit this is the holy grail yeah and it's cool right when you kind of flip through the pages how you have yeah, that entire it's, it's thing go the 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 cd and the jewel case and everything that accompanies it is beautiful as fuck now see i wish at that time like i knew about all these super editions or exactly, special editions right? and all of that like that that's the time i mean, or had, had the co- money to spend on it <laughs> yeah that was the second part we were still in college uh, back then like i was just happy buying the cd but uh, yeah man it's it's definitely and it's alex fucking gray man i mean like you want to own uh, a piece of art that he's kind of done and i'm i'm pretty sure like i'm pretty sure alex gray uh google searches as well as popularity has increased tenfold only because of lateralis you know this this album artwork kind of has become the visual identity for tool right like even though you had 10000 days even though you had fear inoculum if you see artwork like this you automatically know it's tool and you automatically think of lateralis that's how iconic this album artwork and uh the visual identity of lateralis is no i definitely agree i mean like you know of course uh 10000 days has the uh, gimmick right where you had those glasses that you yeah. kind of look on i didn't enjoy that, that. Yeah. <laughs> i i bought it definitely but i didn't enjoy it yeah yeah so with with this it's kind of cool like you want to flip through but just when you look at it right i mean it's really it's eye catching like, yeah like 20 years later we are still talking about it exactly. 20 years later yeah. if yeah. anyone yeah. finds a cd anyone listening to this finds a cd go buy it man. go buy it yeah <laughs> completely like it's just it's just beautiful art to own nothing else nothing yeah. else right and then obviously you can ov- you can of course over analyze it and find god written <laughs> yeah in the last <laughs> <laughs> oh okay <my> god <laughs> okay finally after trying to be objective dicks it's now time for the masala banter <laughs> and let me fire the opening salvo for this here's my hypothesis tools lateralis to me marks the turning point for the band right it's a great album no doubt but it's the album that ultimately soured my love for the band as well to some degree because it became too big and gave rise to the cult of tool and to tool fanboys you know where i'm going with this right <laughs> yeah man i don't know so like okay i'll i'll i'll, I'll were you a tool fanboy 
Peter. No, I've never been. So that's a problem, right? I was. But let me let me draw an analogy to this. In which which is I'm... weird. Like, I think it's one of the only few bands that I used to be a huge fanboy of. And now, yes, I still do care about them. But I'm not, I'm not a conventional, stereotypical tool fanboy anymore. Thank God I'm not. So, so let me draw an analogy. It's fucking cringy. Uh, Slayer fans, right? You, I mean, like everyone heard it in, I think it was Global Metal or Headbanger uh, Metal. Slayer uh, fans are different. Yeah, they're not. I'll tell you fans. why. So the reason why I said is, right? Slayer fans, I can do it because they don't actually go down to the level of, like, oh my God, you heard that song. You know what he's playing. You know, Kerry King is the best. Oh my God. Hey, this... I don't know anybody who can fucking try and, and analyze a Kerry King solo. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, you, everyone is. And actually, I did come across somebody who isn't a Slayer fan recently. But uh, you don't have, like, like, Slayer has one of those rabid followings, right? Yeah, yeah. Slayer but you don't does. have. Iron Maiden does. Lamb yeah. does. Metallica does. Almost every. Oh my god, Lamb of the, God fans. <laughs> yeah, but but then again, Lamb of God fans won't shove your, won't yeah. won't shove the fact that they're Lamb of God fans down your throat, and then say that you know there's no other music or there's no other band on earth that does a better job of composing music. So so here's a question, huh? and this is like pistol to your head or shotgun to your head, whatever you want. Sure. Choose since and now this is as a former Tool fanboy. Huh. Choose vegan. Or Tool fanboys? <laughs> I'd still take fucking Tool fanboys. Because at <laughs> least there's some common ground to talk with about that, right? Uh, okay, okay, okay. So, I want to bring back and I want to talk talk about gimmicks, right? Okay. Uh, it dawned on me after probably reading a Maynard interview where he essentially said that you know, I enjoy all that's being discussed about the band and about who we are, but we don't give a fuck about it, right? And that day after reading that interview, I was like, hmm, was this all just a calculated move? And I wouldn't be surprised if it was. Yeah, I mean, the way I look at it is... The Think of it as a marketing case study, Peter. Isn't Lateralis... And oh, all the talk idea. that goes about it isn't like can't that be can't that find a place in I don't know uh, shit who wrote the four P's I forgot his name Kotler yeah can't it oh, find yeah. a place in Kotler's book if, if if not in Kotler's book it it certainly is in the horns up case study book that we'll make yeah right definitely oh my god that's an idea but uh, yeah like just talking pure hype and talking pure appeal and popularity lateralis blows everything away and a, and a lot of it is to do with of course all the context and facts about the album that you're supposed to know and a lot of it has to do with tool fans who will continuously keep reminding you that you have to know all this shit yeah like all the hate we're going to get after this episode goes live yeah but, it's, it's uh, like it's it's i'll tell you what it's like it's like have you have you met the rabid uh, harry potter fans no offense to Harry Potter fans, again, <laughs> or no offense to Sherlock fans, no offense to um, comic book nerds. Okay, and I'm and I'm saying this with an open heart. I love the fact that you guys pour over all the details, but you know, most of those fan bases know that it's not the end of the world. Tool fanboys think Tool are the fucking end of the world. And that's what that's what pisses me off, and that's what makes me cringe hard as fuck because I used to be exactly right that Maynard I'm, could do no wrong. The I'm so glad I didn't meet you then. No huh? <laughs> I wouldn't. No. So here's the thing. I wouldn't. I wouldn't maybe keep on voicing it and throwing it in your ear, but yes, dude. Half my college projects were ripoffs or inspired by Tool songs. I did a photo essay on Vicarious. I did a photo essay on Lateralis. Um, I used to do talks about sacred geometry where, my, where I used to end the talk with Lateralis. And then, yeah, like all of that jazz. I used to 
if if tool was a church i would i could be ordained a minister and go out and be sent out to convert people <laughs> no and no, then no. thank god i read that interview and thank god um i don't know that i snapped out of it yeah. because yeah i think you know tool of course it's a marketing thing the reason why they maintain that air of mystery they didn't kind of do all of that it was all a calculative thing i yeah. mean in a day like look at today's day and age right where you have every band putting up every little thing on an instagram story or tiktok or what have you tool doesn't do it yeah. that's not that's not a tool thing and you know the appeal of coming back to lateralis right going back to when fear in oklim in the build up of them being released you had all the music being uploaded on streaming i yeah. mean like i mean that lost its shit it literally exactly right yeah, yeah yeah so don't get us wrong especially tool fanboys don't get us wrong it's a great album it's not the fucking best album in the world because everyone has their own the fucking best album in the world okay now so let's do the toughest part of this episode i'd say i thought yeah. that was the fucking toughest part of it like getting all of that off my chest ah <laughs> i'm feeling relieved okay so then you know we've spoken about this album let's wrap up the chat with one final question okay anumesh uh-huh. is lateralis tools best album and the second question where do you rank it in the band's discography hmm it's not the album by tool that i've heard the most and you'll be surprised to know which album that is i i already know the answer don't say it <laughs> <laughs> yeah but the, but but our listeners or whoever's listening need to know i've now heard fear and oculum and crazy amount of times probably more than anima undertow lateralis or 10000 days lateralis to me and i'll tell you why also but that fear and oculum thing needs to be a separate episode on its own like <laughs> yeah that's been pipe in the pipeline for a while now yeah lateralis to me is a fucking great album for me it's not the band's best album um i still like after after having said what i said about anima i still think anima is a better album overall i think fear and oculum is a fucking great album but yeah i don't go back and spend later alice a lot like i used to before Just so at this point in time hmm I think it's probably my third favorite Tool album okay. in order of rank as such, and it's not Tool's best. What's one best. and two? Uh, What's one first, and two? First one being Anima, second one being Fear and Oculum. Uh, yeah, fucking fight me on that. Oh boy, <laughs> <laughs> this is like a call to war, right? <laughs> uh, but I don't mind if people. like i i wouldn't lose my shit if someone says lateralis is tool's best album or if objectively someone comes out with the way and and says lateralis is tool's best album because it is a fucking great album it's just not my favorite tool album anymore <laughs> yeah the, like the, the anymore is no the anymore is essential because when fear and oculum came out right um i didn't enjoy it a lot but over the last 2 years yeah there you have it my listens tell the story what about you peter is lateralis tools best album and where do you rank it in the band's discography uh so my rankings and this is like as of today yeah yeah of course yeah it's it's it, all it subjective at the end of the day right yeah uh i have it tied as the best with 10000 days and that's just me personally just i've heard oh, the you're one of those guys huh who likes yeah. 10000 days yeah because that's the first album i heard by tool so mm, i completely of... get that yeah yeah and then right below it because there's no way for me to objectively keep 
anima and undertow separate because again i heard those all at the same time so anima and undertow are right after that hmm so i have to get you to give a uh, give your inoculum a chance <laughs> yeah and that's that's what i was thinking like when when we were listening when i was listening to this episode i mean i actually listened back to our episode that we did and i was uh-huh. like were we being too harsh uh yes, let's go yes, revisit the album. Were. yeah yeah so definitely i think that's something we should do sometime this year before before another tool album comes out for sure <laughs> i was actually waiting for for uh, 10000 days to pass after a fear or not fear in oakland please <laughs> oh god before bringing it up but yeah whatever i'm i'm like i'm definitely pleased to to have that chat awesome <sighs> so that's it we've spent an inordinate amount of time on an album that we appreciate and love right no two ways about it you 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 love this album at some level don't you oh yeah yeah of course i mean that's why it's kind of tied right now with yeah. 10000 days and it's also an album that yes we love to hate at times <laughs> <laughs> well that's us <laughs> are there any other albums you'd like us to chat about dear listeners or hear something even better why not suggest an album and we'll think about getting you on the pod to chat with us and dissect it answer us we're online at honsupport.com or on twitter at honsupport as always i'm on twitter at, at asmoami i'm at trend crusher and this is horns up horns up guys stay safe stay well listen to tool but do not think of tool as the fucking god's gift to mankind Listen to Tool and spiral out. That's my last word. <laughs> Keep going. Keep going.